0: Welcome to the Sleep Fairy Way podcast. I'm your host, Jessalyn Romney, a baby sleep consultant and a mother of four. I'm here to teach you everything I know about baby sleep, motherhood, postpartum, and more. I'm so happy you're here. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Sleep Fairy Way podcast. I'm so happy you're here. If you could do me a huge favor and share this podcast, it would mean the world to me. If you can take a screenshot, share it with your friends, rate this podcast, leave a review. The more we can spread the word, the more people we can help. So that would mean so much to me. Um, Before we dive in, I want to read this quick review I got the other day from a mom named Stephanie. She said, I just want to say thank you. My number one baby was a dreadful sleeper and we never followed through enough with any sleep training method. And he is four now and still struggles to get himself to sleep, to recognize when he's tired and to ease himself into sleep. We did him such a disservice, not teaching him this important life skill. I followed your sleep training method with baby number two, and she is a solid napper and a 12 to 13 hour nighttime girl. She loves her sleep, and she has confidence in her own ability to self-soothe. It is night and day different parenting a child who sleeps, and we are much better parents as a result. Stephanie, thank you so much for sharing that. It is so true. If you can teach your baby how to sleep early on, it is going to change their life forever. And if we don't teach our babies this important skill, they really are going to struggle for a long time. And it is so hard to watch your child struggle with something as important as sleep. So Stephanie, thank you again for sharing that. And I'm so happy that baby number two is sleeping so great. She sounds like an incredible sleeper. Okay. The topic we're going to talk about today can definitely become a heated topic, but it doesn't have to be. So I'm going to share all my thoughts, all my feelings, all the research I've done, because I've done a lot of it. And I want you to know that this topic really doesn't have to be controversial, even though the internet and some people who haven't done the research will tell you otherwise. Today, we are talking about cry it out. (laughs) Does it make you cringe a little bit when you hear that just because of what people have said? I'm going to start by saying that if you start early in the sleep training process, you might actually avoid crying it out altogether. That is a huge reason why I highly recommend starting the sleep training process as early as four weeks because if you teach your baby how to sleep at an early age they won't know any different they're not going to be fighting it because they haven't had another sleep habit up until this point if you teach them how to sleep from the beginning then they will just always know how to sleep however if your baby has been nursing all night long using you as a pacifier for the last six months Or if they have been sleeping in your bed, or if they have been bounced to sleep, or rocked to sleep, or fed to sleep, or all these different things, which I'm not saying these are bad things. These are things that we do as parents to get our baby to sleep because we don't know any different, and that's okay. But if your baby has been doing these things for an extended period of time, and you're deciding that you want to teach your baby how to sleep, there is going to be some crying involved because it's different. It's new. It doesn't mean it's bad. It's just new. I kind of like to think of it as learning to ride a bike. If your toddler has been riding with training wheels for a couple years, and then all of a sudden you take those training wheels off, they're going to panic a little bit. They're going to say, okay, this feels different. I'm having to balance on my own instead of these training wheels balancing for me. And they might express that. They might say, I can't do it. This is scary. I don't want to do it. But they can use their words. Babies can't use words. They do not have any other way to communicate besides crying. So instead of them saying, mom, this is kind of tricky. You're supposed to be rocking me right now. You're supposed to be bouncing me. I want to sleep in your bed. Instead, they're just going to cry. And that's okay. It is their way of communicating. Again, it is not bad. It's just new. It's just different. So keep that in mind. A lot of people will come up to me and say, well, I don't want my baby to cry. And I kind of just sit back and think about it for a minute and I let them think about it for a minute and I want you to think about that for a minute. I don't want my baby to cry. Did you know that babies just cry? (laughs) Let me give you a few examples when your baby is just going to cry. Your baby is going to cry if they hate the bath. Some babies are colic and they just cry. During the witching hours, babies will cry. If your baby is gassy, they're probably going to cry. If they hate diaper changes they're probably going to cry. My babies, two of my four babies absolutely hated the car seat. In fact, my almost two-year-old still kind of hates the car seat, and it's a battle to get her in the car seat every time. But pretty much from the day they were born until they became a toddler, they hated the car seat. And every time we got in the car, they would scream, and they would kick, and they would fight it, and they would cry during the car ride. Does that mean that I took my baby out of their car seat and just put them on my lap while I was driving on the freeway? Absolutely not. Of course, I don't want my baby to cry. It's not fun for your baby to cry. And we as mothers literally have a chemical in our brain that is released when we hear our babies cry. It is a natural response for us to want to help them. and to It kind of makes our heart hurt when we hear our babies cry. And that's okay. That's normal. That's a good thing. And it means that you love your baby. But that doesn't mean that. we can stop them from crying in every single situation just like the car seat situation my baby is going to cry but i know that it is more important for her to be safe than for her to not cry for a small amount of time while we are driving where we need to go now think about those situations for a minute do you truly believe that my baby is being damaged that our bond is being broken that she is going to have long-term mental struggles because she is crying when she's in her car seat? Absolutely not. Is your baby going to think that you don't love them because they're crying during the witching hours or because they're crying when you're changing their diaper? Absolutely not. Why? Think about the why. Because every single thing that we do as a parent is done out of love. I'm going to say that again. Every single thing that we do as a parent is done out of love. And in my opinion, sleep training is no different. Just like the review I read earlier, it is a gift to give our babies the skill of sleep. And it, in my opinion, is a disservice by not teaching them how to sleep because I want my kids to thrive in life. I want them to to be able to have strong memory. I want them to be able to concentrate. I want them to have the energy that they need to run and jump and play and sleep plays a huge role in all of those things. So if I can put in some hard work and yes, maybe tolerate a little bit of crying and I say a little bit because I'm going to talk about this later, but I only recommend a little bit at a time. But if I can tolerate a little bit of crying and put in some hard work to teach my baby how to sleep, I know that their life is going to be better because of it. Why? Because it is done out of love. It is done out of pure love, just like everything we're going to teach our kids in life. We want the best for them. And so we do these things, even if they're hard, out of love so that they can have a good life and a healthy life. Now, one of the things I hear all the time is, I am afraid that my connection with my baby is going to be broken. And I'm afraid that my baby is going to think that I abandon them. And we're no longer going to have this loving relationship like we had before. And people say that about breastfeeding and formula feeding too, which is a whole nother topic that I will talk about another day. But people just assume that these tiny little things in life, teaching your baby how to sleep, choosing formula over breast milk, all these things are going to change the relationship between you and your child. And I am here to tell you, it is not going to change your relationship. In fact, I feel like my relationship with my kids improves so much when they start learning to sleep because they are so well rested. They wake up so happy. You guys walking into the room in the morning and seeing their smiling face is my favorite part of the day. They are so happy because they feel good. And the other thing is, I feel like I can be a better mom because I am getting the rest that I need. So instead of being grumpy and thinking, oh, I can't believe we were up 10 times last night and all I want to do is sleep, I feel well rested and I can enjoy every waking moment with them because I slept great and my baby slept great. Truly, the entire family is happier when everybody is getting the sleep that they need and deserve. You know, and people will say things like, but they will think that I'm not meeting their needs. They're going to think I abandoned them. And here's the thing. If you are not feeding your baby, if you are not loving your baby and taking care of your baby and snuggling your baby and changing their diaper and meeting their basic needs, then yes, of course they are going to think that they have been abandoned because nobody is there to love and care for them. But I can guarantee that your baby is in a loving home. I can guarantee that your baby is being well taken care of every single day. Their needs are being met. They are safe. They are fed they are loved. Those babies do not feel abandoned because they are learning how to sleep. Those babies are healthy and thriving, and it's only going to get better when they learn how to sleep. Now, another fear that people have is that they can't just sit and listen to their baby scream for hours and hours and hours. Good news, I never recommend that. I do not recommend that you let your baby scream for hours and hours and hours. If there has to be crying involved, Again, a huge if, because if you start from the beginning, there usually doesn't need to be. But if there is going to be some crying involved, if your baby is going to be protesting, learning this new way to sleep, then I recommend starting with small amounts, just five minutes. I outline this in my ebook, so I'm not gonna go through the whole process. I talk about it in my sleep course as well in even more detail. So I'm not gonna go through the whole process, but I recommend starting with just five minutes. Now, I'm going to share a story when my daughter was learning to ride a bike. My daughter was six years old. She was finally ready to take her training wheels off and learn how to ride a bike. So we took her training wheels off and she was really stressed out about it, like very, very stressed. And so I was like, okay, I'm not going to let you go. I'm going to hold on to the back of this seat and we're going to practice together. We practiced over and over and over again. And I would not let go of the seat because she was so scared and I didn't want her to fall. So I held on to that seat every single time she wanted to ride her bike. Okay. Fast forward two years, she's now eight years old and she still cannot ride a bike because she's never allowed me to let go. And I was never willing to let go. Finally, my son who was five years old at the time when she was eight years old, he was ready to ride a bike. And he just took off. I didn't even hold on to the back of him. He just went down the driveway and he just took off riding. And my daughter just started crying and she's like, this is so embarrassing. My little brother knows how to ride a bike and I can't figure it out. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to let go and let you learn. I have been holding on to this bike for so long that you don't even know what it feels like to balance on a bike. You've never felt it because I've never let you feel it. He knows how because he just went down the driveway and he got the hang of it right away because he could feel what he needed to do in order to balance his bike. And he just took off down the street. Whereas I've never let you go. And so you're constantly trying to figure out how to balance while I'm holding you up. And it's just not working. So after talking about it, she agreed. She said, okay, mom, you can let me go, but I want you to stay right next to me. I want you to stay right next to me in case I fall. I want you to catch me. And I said, okay, fine. So I let go. She fell one time, and I caught her, and after that, she took off down the street right behind her little brother. From that day on, she has been able to ride her bike like a champ. So what's the difference? What, why could she learn how to ride a bike in five minutes when she was eight years old, and she couldn't learn for the previous two years every time we practiced? The difference is I let go, and I let her learn i let go and i gave her the space to feel what it's like to balance on a bike you guys sleep training is the exact same way if we never let our baby feel what it feels like to fall asleep if they are constantly falling asleep in our arms or they are constantly falling asleep in our bed or while they're breastfeeding or something other than sleeping in their own bed they're never going to know what it feels like to sleep on their own Therefore, every time they come out of a sleep cycle and they are not breastfeeding, they are not in your bed, they are not in your arms, they're going to panic and say, oh my gosh, I don't know what's happening. Why does this feel so weird? I'm not where I was when I fell asleep. And then they're gonna want you to pick them right back up, rock them back to sleep, and you're going to repeat this process all night long because they don't know what it feels like to sleep on their own. So if we give our baby the space which again, might ha- there might be a little bit of crying involved because they're saying, mom, this is kind of tricky. I don't know what I'm doing. Just like my daughter was saying, mom, I'm scared. I don't know how to do this. I was right there. You're going to be right there every step of the way. I was right there to catch her when she fell. You're going to be right there to comfort your baby after a few minutes of practicing. But we have to let go and let them learn. And when we let go and let them learn, there's going to be some protesting at first, but your baby is going to get the hang of it so quickly. And before you know it, there will be zero crying. Your baby is going to happily lay down in their bed and go to sleep. And they are going to transition through each sleep cycle through the night on their own with ease, with no crying. And you're going to be sleeping through the night. Your baby's going to be sleeping through the night. Your family's going to be sleeping through the night and you are all going to feel like brand new people. You're going to be so happy and so grateful that you gave your baby that space to let them learn, even though it was hard. I promise it's worth it. Now, I don't expect you to take my word from it that it's not damaging your baby. If these examples are not enough for you, I told you I have done my research. So the study that I used at the very beginning of this sleep training journey when my daughter was born In 2012, there was a study done by the American Academy of Pediatrics, the AAP, um, which they're constantly doing studies to make sure that parents are doing the right thing and that pediatricians are giving the correct advice. So this study was done and it tracked 326 infants. Okay. They took 326 infants and they divided the group in half. And then you said, okay, this half of the group is going to let their baby cry it out and learn how to sleep. And this half of the group is not. This half of the group, you are going to breastfeed your baby to sleep, you're gonna co-sleep, you're gonna do all these different things to get your baby to sleep. And they studied these families for five years. Okay, for five full years they studied these families and they did find that the group that did cry it out was sleeping better than the other group. But what they measured was the child's mental health their sleep psychosocial function, stress regulation, child-parent relationships, maternal mental health, and different parenting styles. Okay, so I feel like they covered all the bases. All of these are things that you would want to know. Are these areas being affected by my baby crying when they're learning to sleep? And the result, after five years of following these babies, now they were like eight-month-old babies, a lot of them. So... By the time they were studying these babies after five years, they were almost six years old. And they found that there were no marked long-lasting effects, positive or negative, and said that parents and health professionals can confidently use these techniques to reduce the burden of infant sleep problems and maternal depression. So basically, it's saying that these things are worth it because there is going to be no damage done to your baby. There is going to be no Issues with child mental health, sleep function, stress regulation, child-parent relationships, maternal mental health, or parenting styles. There is not going to be a negative effect if your baby cries when they are learning to sleep. Now, there is another study that was done recently in 2020 that had the exact same results. This study was done by the University of Warwick, and it says leaving your baby to cry it out has no adverse effects on child development studies suggest. An infant's development and attachment to their parents is not affected by being left to cry it out and can actually decrease the amount of crying and duration. I will link both of these studies um, in the show notes if you want to do your research yourself and read it. Um, What I do not recommend is Googling will crying damage my baby because like everything in the world, what you look for, you will find. What you focus on will be magnified. So if you are trying to find people to say that letting your baby cry is going to damage your baby, you are going to find people who are saying that. But if you Google crying is not harmful for babies, you will find so many studies that prove that is a fact. I also want you to know that never in a million years would I do anything to my own babies or recommend anyone do anything to their babies that would even slightly be harmful. I am obsessed with my babies, you guys. I love them so much that it hurts. It physically hurts my body how much I love my babies. And I would never, ever do anything if I thought it would even slightly be harmful to them. I promise you, once again, that sleep training is done out of pure love. I promise you that my babies still love me. (laughs) In fact, they are attached to me at all times. They're kind of obsessed with me, and that's okay because I am obsessed with them. I taught every single one of them how to sleep at an early age, and not one of them has any kind of attachment issue, has any kind of mental health issue, feels like that I abandoned them or anything like that. They are all happy, healthy, smart, thriving kids who love their parents and know without a doubt that they are loved beyond words by us. Okay. We're going to wrap it up. I feel like I have said everything that I want to say and everything that I need to say. And I hope that something that you heard today resonates with you. I hope that something that you heard today gives you the confidence to know that what you are doing by teaching your baby how to sleep is a gift. I hope you know that if you choose to teach your baby how to sleep, you are by no means a bad parent. In fact, I think you're an incredible parent because you are putting their needs first and you are teaching them a gift that will last a lifetime. Thank you again so much for being here today and I will see you next time. If you want to learn more about the resources I have to offer, head to the sleepfairyway.com or follow me on Instagram at the underscore sleep fairy. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you next time.